0: So our first reading from Sirach and the Gospel from Luke uh, are really a collection of aphorisms or wisdom sayings. So uh, when uh, you you heard those two scripture readings and you might say, for instance, well, what's the connection between the master and having a speck in your eye. What well, was well? They're not necessarily directly connected. They're 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 collections. As a matter of fact, we know, for instance, that Jesus's prayer book was the Psalms, right? And Jesus's collection of wisdom sayings would be the Book of Sirach the Book of Wisdom and other books that were part of the inheritance of the ancient Middle East. Wisdom sayings. And we can appreciate them just like Jesus did. Can a blind person guide a blind person? Will not both fall into a pit? Or in other words, be careful who you accept as a guide. As we heard in Sirach, the fruit of a tree shows the care it has had. So too does one's speech disclose the bent of one's mind. Maybe that calls for us to to stop periodically and to recognize that the ability to speak is really a gift. Probably many of you have had the occasion to be with somebody who has had a serious stroke and is aphasic and can't speak, or maybe you went to the hospital and saw someone who was intubated, and, and your heart goes out to somebody like that because their brain is probably working just fine but they can't speak. So it's good for us to simply ask a question. If God gave me the ability to speak, what does he want me to do with that? And I think there are two things, and maybe they're pretty obvious. One is to praise him. And the second is to build people up who are around me. Let us not be deceived. From the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. In other words, there is a connection between what someone says and how they say it, and their heart. Too often, we think, well, somebody says thus and so, but that's okay. I really appreciate whatever. In various places in the Gospels, Jesus reminds us when he's talking uh, to, to people who are criticizing his disciples for not following Jew, uh, Jewish dietary practices, Jesus frequently will say, hey look it, it's not what goes into the mouth that makes one impure. It's what comes out that makes one impure. And so in today's gospel, we heard a good person out of the store of goodness in his heart produces good, but an evil person out of a store of evil produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks Be careful who you choose as a guide. No disciple is superior to the teacher, but when fully trained, every disciple will be like his teacher. So when is a disciple fully trained? Probably never. And what that means is that we are lifelong learners. And by that, I don't just mean that we, those of us of a certain age and have a little more freedom, go and take these, uh, these classes, uh, extra classes that uh, colleges offer. But rather, we're constantly at work learning what it means to be a disciple of Christ Jesus. And it's good to remember that we may be like him, but never equal to him. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, but do not perceive the wooden beam in your own? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me remove that splinter in your eye, when you do not even notice the wooden beam in your own eye? You hypocrite, remove the wooden beam from your eye first. Then you will see clearly to remove the splinter in your brother's eye. You know, it's not always wrong to call somebody's attention to something that they've done wrong. For instance, isn't it exactly the responsibility of parents to do that? So what's that all about? Well, a way of thinking about that is that warning or that announcement that we hear in a plane as it's taxiing out to the runway about what to do if there's some kind of incident and the oxygen masks fall. You remember, maybe a while since you've flown, but you remember that the warning or the advice is to, if you're traveling with a child, to put it on your own self first. And the clear reason for that is so that you can take care of the child, so that you have the wherewithal to help. And so it is with good vision. It's important that those in authority, parents or bishops or whomever, do everything they can to avoid blindness, not physical, but moral in emotional. And part of what that means is to have sufficient humility. That might be the key. So there is a difference between fraternal correction and criticism. Fraternal correction is done with humility for the well-being of the other person. Criticism is oftentimes done pretty spontaneously with the idea of making myself feel better. Finally, fraternal charity, or fraternal correction, is usually done apart, whereas criticism, unfortunately, is done in front of other people. It's important that we Take responsibility for one and avoid the other. A good tree does not bear rotten fruit, nor does a rotten tree bear good fruit, for every tree is known by its own fruit. A good person out of the store of goodness in his heart produces good, but an evil person out of a store of evil produces evil. For from the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. And again, what is it that we are to do with this gift of speech? Well, one of the images that uh, might be helpful if you're a, a basketball fan is uh, has to do with uh, the importance of a winning team that the players are looking to make assist. An assist happens when somebody is is looking around, as we say playing heads-up ball, and sees that if he or she passes the ball to one of their teammates, that teammate has a good easy shot. The point being, you're looking for the opportunity, which is what we can do with the gift of speech. To look around and to be disciplined enough to look for opportunities to give someone a thank you, a compliment, a word of encouragement, sufficient but uh, in order to raise their sense of well-being. Maybe that might be a good Lenten practice. At the end of the day, to look over the day and try to see if there were moments when I didn't make the assist, I didn't use the gift of speech when I could have. Final thought from one of the uh, spiritual writers that I um, was very taken with when I was a seminarian and uh, a young priest. So he's been deceased for some years. He died in 1963. His name is Gerald Van, and he wrote this. God gave us the gift of speech that we might help each other. The tongue is to be used to gladden the heart, as when lovers whisper to each other. It is to be used for blessing magnificently in the Mass, Humbly, when we say to one another, God bless you, it is to be used for the healing of the heart in words of comfort and the healing of the soul in words of absolution. It is to be used to give courage and strength to the departing soul. What a gift is the gift of speech.